Crag has escaped, but the belt of Full Meese remains in Octavia's possession. Will their paths cross again? What will Octavia and Carhoon do next? And one of these dragons has to be named Shenron, right? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. If you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It's really a great way for us to get higher in the charts and grow our audience and find more great listeners like you. For those who have given us a review in the last month, thank you so much. Specifically, we want to give a shout-out to our reviews that popped up from Australia, the Netherlands, and Spain. And so specifically, we want to give a big thanks to number 8557768. Great show with three exclamation points. That one person and Rivek. If y'all gave us a review, thank you so much and know that it really meant the world to us. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please do just that. So I'm going back. As you all have heard, my rolling uh, luck has not been particularly uh, lucky um, these past couple episodes. And so I'm going back to the basics. I'm going back to my two oldest die, which are gifts from Austin to me in hopes that these these weird funks that I've been in a la rolling have worn off. I, on the other hand, am using my newest dice. Uh, a set of Norse Foundry Malachite gemstone mm-hmm. dice, which were coincidentally a gift from you. So, <laughs> so uh, I hope they roll poorly. <laughs> uh, they've been doing pretty well for me. Good, good, um, good. I mean, they're beautiful. So it's your. I mean, you're literally rolling with gemstones, which I think is just like so cool. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I like Malachite as a stone. I think it's just very pretty. Mm-hmm. Is it always green? Yeah. Okay. I Well, I don't want to say that because I'm not a gemstone expert. I've only ever seen it green, though. Mm-hmm. Because so. I always thought that amethyst was, like, always purple, but I think it actually can come in other colors, which I remember, I think, being, like, flabbergasted to realize that an amethyst could be anything other than purple because I was like, what? No! It could only well, be purple. The color has to do with the oxidation state of the uh, the different metals and such in the crystal lattice. So. Nerd. <laughs> just, just so you know. That does make sense, though, yeah. It's just funny, those things that you just assume are, you know, inherent truths when you're a kid, like all amethysts are purple, are not the case when you grow old and realize more about the world well i also want to state that we are recording this during uh game five of the 2000 (laughs) i guess this would this technically be the 2018 finals because it's from the 18th season regardless game five of the uh nba finals right now where i am neither a golden state warriors fan or a toronto raptors fan but i'm a cleveland fan and so I have a lot of animosity toward the former of those teams. So uh, if they could be stopped from three-peating, I would be very happy. So at the end of this episode, I may be a very, very happy Dungeon Master or, a, you know, there's still two more games, Dungeon Master. <laughs> Regardless, there's some sweaty palms going on, huh? Sweaty palms going on so yeah if it's if sweaty you, palms time if you enjoy sports so do we <laughs> that was Some the, like, least, least energetic like <laughs> call from one sports fan to another and <laughs> it was like such a tentative call out to like being part of a certain fandom like anyway jetty osmond will be an all-star someday let's get started he sounds good, my love. I thought you were going to mention something about how I'm recording in a bathroom, 
that has been turned into a veritable coffin of comforters and blankets and <laughs> the difference in our recording setup from usual. No, no. I just wanted to talk about talk about sports <laughs> on I, this Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I think it was Duolingo when they were teaching the word swept had a, in the the sentence example something about the Raptors. I think, it, you know, last year or so. Well, I will just say, don't let any of this, any of what we've been doing, any of any of the the sports going on that are happening right now, any of the Dungeons and Dragons we have played or are about to play, don't let any of that distract you from the fact that in 2016 the Golden State Warriors <laughs> blew a 3-1 lead. If you ever the most winningest team in NBA history with the war- league's first unanimous MVP. <laughs> Never going to let that one go. <laughs> to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, now I'm ready to start. <laughs> oh man. Times to be remembered. Gotta gotta get those memes in while we can. Alright. <laughs> We're also recording probably the latest we've ever recorded. Oh, that's which true. Is either going to be a good thing or a bad thing? So we'll see. So are you ready to begin? Yes, sir. <sighs> well. Are we whales? <laughs> Yes. You do realize you have to make an MP3 of just that sound and send it out, right? <laughs> you do realize that's my new text sound. Oh, that'd be pretty good. It's kind of long, though. Yeah, well, you can cut it to like three seconds or whatever. Okay. So, no whales, but there only were wyverns. some. Only wyverns. Only wyverns. No whales, only wyverns. It is the dead of night, the moon glistening overhead. Stars pockmarking the sky. You are hovering maybe a few hundred feet above the city of Montagnan, watching mm-hmm. a big, scaly, winged lizard flapping off into the dark night sky, mm-hmm. clutching in its big <sighs> talons the orc warlord Crag. And his dragon soul sword. Now I want to make this clear. Because I don't know if I made it clear. uh, Because I know there was some confusion on your part. So I figure if Mm -hmm. you didn't immediately make the connection. Our listeners probably Mm -hmm. didn't maybe either. In episode 3. When I was describing the 15 year time jump that happened. I noted that the, the monster hordes were led by a particular orc warlord named Crag. Mm-hmm. So this individual, whom you just had the pleasure of making his acquaintance, is basically the leader of the armies that are marching across the land. Yeah. So, kind of a big deal. Un- understandable how he knocked us out and down in, like... Two blows, one each. Yes. So, just to make that connection explicit mm-hmm. for everyone, he's a, a big, nasty, important person. Mm-hmm. So, you're floating here, mm-hmm. high, high above the city. Swiverns flying away, silhouetted by the, the moon. Flap, 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 flap. And uh, you just sort of come to rest in the sky. And now that you have sort of a bird's eye view over the city, and now that your focus is maybe not so singular on mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one individual, you can see, if you sort of glance down and take stock of the city around you, you can see along the walls near the outer edge of the city, the front walls that you circumnavigated to come in the back where Mm -hmm. the sort of monster army was posted up waiting there's a sort of low ruddy red glow coming from from over there some of it still from the uh 
the campfires and torchlight just inherent in the camp. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you can also see fires breaking out along the wall. You can begin to hear the low mm. grumble and the low clash and clatter of combat. And you can just sort of vaguely see they just kind of look like ants writhing mm-hmm. around <laughs> down along the walls that the city has is, in fact, under attack and mm-hmm. looks like has been for your your it's it's hard to judge but they are in the throes of mortal combat does it seem like one side is prevailing over the other or is it just kind of impossible to be able to tell it's very difficult to tell okay but but the walls haven't at least heated. been overrun yet yeah okay, stuff, it doesn't look like things have been breached necessarily okay. but Combat has broken out. After a moment of maybe whatever is going through your mind goes through your mind. Uh, mm-hmm. you... I feel like it'd be weird for Octavia to be flying without her wings. Flying wouldn't be weird for her, but to be flying by uh, arcane means, that's probably a little different for her. It probably is a little different. But after a moment, you feel a large, meaty, furry, sweaty paw come to rest on your shoulder. Aww. I turn around. Carhoon is floating there behind you as a werebear, of course. Mm-hmm. Which is also probably interesting to see him flying around like this. <laughs> super dope. You both are pretty, pretty worse for the wear at this point. Mm-hmm. And so he puts his paw on your shoulder and he says, it looks like it's over for now. At least, at least we held on to this. And he extends his other paw, which he does have uh, grasped, grasped within it the belt of Fulmis the Blue, <sighs> which he hands over to you. Well, Octavia will pick it up and latch it around her waist and says thank you so much for keeping on pushing on even after he had he had gotten it and it would have been easy to fly away and thank you for keeping on until we at least got this back and i'm sorry for going off recklessly after the sword it, i should have just let craig go i should have just been happy with con- maintaining this item it, I, I, I can't deny it was really foolish of me to have gone after it, and it was it was just bizarre to have seen something, seen something from a dream, but I guess, I guess at least I know it's out there, and I guess now I know that at least I wasn't dreaming of something that didn't exist, but I do, I do want to apologize for that, for putting you in more danger by continuously just coming back at him after over and over again well we've all done foolish things in the heat of battle at least we both survived to learn from it i suppose Mm -hmm. but that leads me to another question we Mm -hmm. won't be flying forever and well, we can either make use of this time we have and perhaps follow what they they had told us to do before, unless you would like to go down and have a conversation with uh, the Lord and Lady. I, um, I'd probably like to again apologize to them for bringing this, but at the same time... I mean, Craig was coming here even without us coming here, so it's not like we brought anything to their doorstep that wasn't already coming. Do you feel, I mean, you are the one who has a relationship with them and not me. Do you feel, I don't want my actions to have further impaired your relationship with Montagnon. Do you think that it would be appropriate to to fly back down, say quick goodbyes, a quick maybe explanation or apology and then we could either 
spend, I don't know if they would find it amenable to spend another night at your home or I was, or to, I don't know, fly to the woods, see if there's an outposting of the grot that's close by that we can rest for a while because I am, I am spent. I don't think Lord Severin really wants to see me ever again. Okay. Okay. Which, given what just happened, I think I could understand from his uh, point of view. That's, yeah, that's true. However, if you think it necessary to explain yourself, uh, that is your, that is your prerogative. It seemed, I'll follow your lead. I think it would be probably the most advisable to um, use these powers of flight while we still have them and to get out of the city and into the, what I consider the safety of the, of the woods, of the forests of those rough lands surrounding the city. And if I can, I'll send a wee messenger to to the lord, to the lady, thanking them for their thanking them for their help because truly they saved our lives and and I'd like to thank them for that. But I'll send a messenger to do that as opposed to as opposed to us. Maybe maybe a maybe an animal messenger is something that they'll receive a little bit better than our actual beings. Ah, uh, that seems like a fair course of action. So let's direct our course course to the east then, to, to the mountains? Seems advisable. I don't want to go the opposite direction. That seems like a, a bit more than I want to handle right now. <laughs> oh, yes, I think I have faced all the battle, all the combat right now that my physical frame could endure. <sighs> it feels a little, I don't know, leaving... My home while it's under attack like this. If you wish to stay, you're, you are called to help guide me here. And you did. If, if you're... I, ho- I don't you, think they wish to have me. Well, maybe in a time of need, they're not going to be as dismissive of a pair of willing helping hands? Seems to me based on everything I've seen over the past... Well, past 24 hours, really, that I might be able to do more good for not only Montagnon, but the whole of Moir by seeing whatever it is we've started here through to the end. I can't deny I would appreciate your company, and I know I'm stronger when you're there. I mean, you have, you have knowledge and, and physical prowess that I just can't match, and even though... Absalon's call just seemed to be to come to here. Uh, I doubt that this is the last time we'll have cryptic messages for Cra- from Crassus waiting for us, or I doubt that this is the end of whatever it is that we were called to do. It seems like every time that little bugger shows up, we almost die very shortly after. It's a little frustrating, to say the least, especially when he's so cryptic about it. It'd be nice if he's just like, this next part, you'll hurt a lot, and you'll fight, but you'll be okay. If it were just like that, I'd be feel like it'd be a bit better than mm. just this cryptic, go to this place, and I can't tell you more. So I am with mm. you there. Anyway, I'm very tired. We should, <laughs> we should find a place to, uh, place to rest. Agreed. Before Lady Marin loses her concentration and we plummet to our know, deaths, plummet to our untimely deaths. Wouldn't it be a shame if we survived all of that <laughs> just to uh, <laughs> just to uh, die en route to a long rest? <laughs> That'd be pretty good, huh? Poetic justice uh, or something like be, that. It would be more than ironic. I I can't even call out my wings to a, in an attempt to catch you or to catch myself. I. I am 100% incapable. Oh, man. Yeah, and, like, Octavia actually laughs. Like, that belly laugh, that's... I mean, she's just so tired that the idea of that being her end after all this is just kind of, like, hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> shall we Shall we away? We shall away. So, where are you guys heading? So, we are headed to the east, back to the tail, back to Epsilon's tail. Um, 
either to find a secluded place where we feel like we could rest um, or if we felt like we needed to, um, Octavia could sound the horn of the grot to um, be ushered into like one of their camps that would maybe be safer, but it seems like maybe that should be used in a greater time of need than a need of finding a safe camping site. Okay. So, you turn your backs to the west and begin Mm -hmm. heading east, leaving the burning, not necessarily (laughs) entirely burning, but leaving the the beset-upon city of Montagnon behind you. Mm -hmm. Leaving this chapter from whence you had come all this way and finally found what it was Mm -hmm. you were looking for. But now you have found what you were looking for. And now you are starting a new leg of your adventure. Mm-hmm. So you you fly east over the city, back sort of into the into the lower base of these mountains, where they're still covered with trees and and shrubbery and foliage. Carhoon probably advises to land more quickly than not, just in oh, case. Oh yeah. Yeah, it happens. I feel like as as soon as we get kind of past the city walls and into and into the forest, we'll we'll land just to <laughs> not mm-hmm. take it, you know, not to plummet. Okay, so you land in these hills. It is very early morning, I think, at this point, more or less the middle of the night. Are you so? Are you just trying to find shelter here? Are you going to try to hoof it on foot for a few more hours? Well, the first thing that. Octavia does is they find somewhere where they can take just a quick 10 minutes to sit behind a rock or a tree or something and she's going to send her animal messenger. Okay. You have to find like a bird or any any tiny creature. Tiny creature. that I can see within range. Well, such as a blue jay or a bird or a squirrel. Yeah, there's there's some like, you know, some birds up in the trees. There's some squirrels running around. Well, Maybe they're not running around because I don't think squirrels are nocturnal. I always see them out in the daytime. So there's maybe a few squirrels, Mm -hmm. uh, a rabbit or a field mouse or something like that. So you can really have your pick of tiny woodland creatures. Okay. Well, I will um, find that relatively safe place. Take a take a seat. Start this start this ritual. And um, then one of just like one of the robins or one of the sparrows that I see will kind of feel the feel the pull of the magic and will come over and just kind of, you know, stand in front of me and cock its head as I finish the spell. That was the bird. <laughs> and I get to give it a message of 25 words okay. and I'm going to instruct it to fly to Lady Marin and the message will come out sounding as though it's in my voice and the bird because I'm familiar with Lady Marin, the bird will know exactly where to go. Okay. And so my message will be, Lady Marin, it's Octavia. I'm thinking of contractions to limit my 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for saving our lives. We owe you a great debt. And apologize for any trouble we brought Montignon. Pretty sure that's 25. That's what I was thinking. And that was all that I wanted to say. Just basically wanted to thank her and to apologize. Best Octavia. If I had two more. It's too many. I, can I use emojis, you know? Because we, <laughs> we already established that emojis don't take up words. Call back. <laughs> Go sis with the mostis. Yeah. The, uh, the bird hears your message and... <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. It the the bird is now R two D two apparently. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's a tiny R2-D2. little R two D two with wings, and it just oh flutters my gosh, off. Stop. R two D two has been my favorite my entire life. Who apparently could fly throughout the original uh, or original trilogy, and just conveniently never chose. And conveniently to. forgot to. Mm-hmm. Uh, R two. I would have helped out in the gym. Anyway. Yeah, but then, but then he would have actually had to do stuff more, <laughs> as opposed to carrying them so many times. Oh, uh, R two is the 
Like true, Sam true. in Lord of the Rings, R2 is the true hero of the Star Wars saga. Here, here. Um, but after, after... Welcome to the R2-D2 fan cast. Oh my gosh, episode zero. My name is Gwyneth. My name is R2-D2 himself. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> R2-D2 can actually speak. This whole time, he just whistles to mess with people. I feel like R2-D2 could easily be just like a wizard who was captured in the body of a droid just to like mess with people. I could definitely see that. He seems like an old soul, or it seems like an old soul. <laughs> it's actually Merlin, so like, you know, Vivian just like trapped Merlin in this in this tower, you know, or whatever, but it actually could have been trapped in R2-D2. Who knows? These are the questions. But you send this little R2-D2 Robin mm-hmm. out, and it flutters off into the night sky. And a wyvern Perfect. swoops down and snaps it up in its jaws and flies away. Perfect. Just just how my luck is seeming to go <laughs> in these past few days. Of course, I'm kidding. But yes, uh, <laughs> it flutters off. Perfect, perfect. That really takes a takes a weight off Octavia's shoulders, and so she'll stand back up and um, gesture up the up the mountain uh, and say, uh, "Shall we continue? Uh, uh, do you want to wait out the day? I see the sun rising. Do you want to wait out the day close by? Do you want to continue on? F- I mean." On foot, I'm not really in any present state to even fight a bobcat if we've come across one. It's really up to you. I, yeah, I mean, I want to give you the player agency, so I'm not going (laughs) to make these kind of decisions. Well, I think it would be, I think we should try to find the the safest most secluded spot that we can close close by you know max of traveling walking for an hour or so and try to hunker down because i just i just can't go on quite much longer without just falling asleep where i'm standing you and me both okay at this point carhoon while while you were talking to the bird carhoon probably unware verified okay yeah uh so he is doubly exhausted now well mm-hmm. he, he has he is mechanically exhausted now instead of just mm-hmm, flavorfully mm-hmm. exhausted do i have any of my residual exhaustion or when lady marin healed me did that all go away? uh you are you are healed so you okay. don't have any of that so the two of us will you know kind of scout around um, neither of us are, are rangers or anything, but, you know, I've I've spent some time in the wilderness. Um, and so the two of us and he has, pr- you know, we both have kind of heightened senses. Uh, we'll try to find the um, kind of safest seeming, most secluded spot we can to to rest. OK, roll a survival check. All right. That will be a 11. Okay. For for Octavia and then for Carhoon. Who would have disadvantage. Oh, right. Because he yeah. is exhausted. Oh, well. Yep, that would be even worse for Carhoon, so. Okay. With an 11, you managed to find maybe a, a grouping of trees that are a bit closer together. Maybe like a, a small ledge you could sort of take shelter under, mm, but nothing... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really great. great. Uh, nothing. It's not terrible. You're not completely exposed, but it's not like a nice little cave or a nice cozy nook. It's just sort of, eh, it's passable. Okay. Um, so your your rest is probably uncomfortable, but uh, you you do get a rest in. Okay. Whoo. So the other question I have to ask is, have you put the belt back on and are you trying to attune with it or are you still not doing that? So I put the belt back on while we were in the air, actually still over Montagnon, just to make sure at this point, Octavia kind of always wants it in her sight and in her feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So she put it on then just to be like, she can feel it, she can see it, she can touch it, she knows that it's there type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Can she attune to it while she's resting, or...? You would just have to take, like, an hour or two. Okay, so... Get used uh, to it. An hour of the rest or an additional hour? Uh, I'll say an hour of the rest, because resting, you don't have to be, like, sleeping. You just have to be not doing Doing anything anything. strenuous. Okay, because that was... Octavia really wants to talk to Fulmis, actually, after... Because Craig knew where she was, and seemed to, mm-hmm. because he said, you know, oh, you've done the work for us, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that they knew, like, it's, it seemed like, you know, with him being in possession of the sword, he could maybe sense Fulmis type of thing. And so Octavia really wants to talk to Fulmis about, you know, like, who who is her brother, the Red Dragon? Um, could she, and she was able to sense him. Remember, right when we were coming out of the chapel, she could sense. Oh, I remember. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily for you. It was more of a. Do like, not then, cite the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. I was more meaning for the listeners. Like <laughs> I was like, harken back, y'all. Remember when that happened? <laughs> um. So. Not even uh, going to comment on that great Narnia quote. Okay. I couldn't actually remember where it was from for the first second until you, oh man, <laughs> that's just taking me down a whole other road. Yeah. How great would Narnia be if Aslan was a palace cat? would be lost like this great majestic god figure is just this ornery nasty small cat <laughs> i think that'd be pretty funny i mean aslan can be kind of ornery sometimes he's very i mean like the whole cryptic thing i mean Karas has studied up he knew it was up with being like oh let's be a a celestial oh celestial god cat thing yeah. like took classes in cryptic 101 yep Anyway, uh, so are, you are attuning? Yes, yeah, so so the last hour of this rest, I feel like uh, Octavia's woken up. She, I'm sure she just dead out slept like a rock for multiple of the hours. Um, I'm sure Carhoon slept some. I know as an elf, he doesn't need to sleep quite as much. And then this one of the, after waking up, Octavia will sit down. I mean, she's already probably lying down, but will sit and close her eyes and meditate on the belt and try to contact Fumis. You sit and you attune with the belt. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Let me pull up the belt real quick. Ah, it's so exciting and terrifying and mention Fresser. Now, as is uh, the rest of my homebrew stuff, the belt, this is subject to change. Understandable. Because I'm still, as, as we talked about earlier, I'm still not happy with my death rules. Uh, so those are going to go through yet another iteration. So next time you're in a, a good old-fashioned beat-em-up combat, uh, you're probably going to have a new <laughs> set of rules, which is why we haven't released anything officially yet. Well, third but time's a charm. Third time's a charm. I think I'm closing in on it. Hold on. So I will send you this item after we after we finish here. Sounds good. But as you attune, you do feel yourself gaining power. Oh, it's exciting. So this belt grants you uh, certain base boosts. So first of all, as you Hmm. attune with this belt, you feel yourself become more sharp tongued oh. and uh your charisma score increases by two <gasps> by two 
Yeah. Man. So that you get that so that you get that good plus one bump. Mm. To a maximum of twenty six. Tw- <laughs> man. Okay. At the same time, you feel yourself become resistant to uh, lightning damage. Huh. And you gain the innate ability to cast Charm Person a number of times equal to your Charisma modifier per day. Wow. I'm assuming long rest if that's per day, right? Yes. Every wow. long rest. Wow. Okay. And then, this is probably the most subject to change, but it also comes with sort of a, what I'm calling a Nova ability. Ooh. For this, um, it sort of acts like Call Lightning, where basically like once per long rest, you can activate this ability and cause two creatures within 30 feet of you to make a dex save. By calling down like strikes of lightning from the sky, and if they fail, they take uh, damage, and if they succeed, they take less damage. That's so cool! Oh my so, goodness! I will send you this description at a uh, after this session. Sounds good. Her charisma is now tied with her highest stat. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> I should never thought her to be so charismatic. I mean, she is a salesperson, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so you do that, and then if you would like to contact Fulmis. Yes. Question. Octavia is kind of trepidatious to talk to her again, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she's going to attune with her, she might as well get to know the soul she's carrying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you feel the uh, the gemstone set into the belt buckle, sort of humming with energy. And as you focus your attention on it, uh, you once again sort of feel reality melt away, and you find yourself in this almost like a demi plane mm-hmm. of black and blue. And after a moment of you just sort of standing there, reacclimating to your surroundings, the great blue dragon steps out of the shadows and sort of takes a few steps towards you into the light and then sits its, its ladder legs down and then folds its front ones in front of it and just sort of sits there in front of you and cranes her long neck towards you. Can Octavia sit? As well? Is, like, the floor solid? Yeah. Just to kind of be more casual with her? Mm-hmm. So, still think you don't need my help? I am humbled. You really got your butt handed to you back there, Octavia. But I am... I am alive, and, and I did not have your help, so... There is something to be said by my not actually needing your help, but I cannot deny that facing someone who has the might of your sibling was something I, on my own, definitely could not handle. Trust me when I tell you. That you being alive in front of me right now is by no doing of your own. I do not doubt that. <sighs> so, have you come crawling back to seek the power that I have to offer? Clearly you have. You can already feel it coursing through your veins, can you not? I do, f- I do feel stronger. I feel more confident, which which doesn't make sense after being defeated. I feel not as afraid of of things, but I mostly came here. I want to get to know you, um, the the person who had who had the artifact that your your 
Brethren was in. It was it was a sword. I, I don't know if you could tell. And and the person the person who had the sword, his name was Crag. And Crag seemed to know where you were, cause I'm not sure if you can you can you hear what's going on on the outside? To an extent. Okay, so you could like tell you could hear that Crag said you know, we came out of the cathedral, and Craig was like, Oh, you did the hard stuff for us. So it seemed like he knew that you were there, which is seems crazy, because, you know, it took Crastus and one of the three themselves to call me and Carhoon to come find you. Yes, that is puzzling to me. So could you sense... But then you could also sense your brother, your 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 sibling, the red. Was mm. it a sense of proximity? Yes. We have a connection, all of us. I guess him being so close made it more obvious what that connection was. Mm-hmm. I think I could always feel it. But it got much stronger can you tell where they are now i had a feeling you might ask me that (laughs) you know me too well it's muddled i can feel the others out there somewhere i think with time i could point you in the right direction yes Yes, I think this could be done. Can you tell if any of your other siblings are 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 wielded, are not in their original places, such as the sword that Crag has? That I cannot tell. We will just have to find out when we find them, I suppose. Can you tell me a bit about the Red Dragon? What was what was their name? My brother, Ignorox the Red, yes. He was always a prideful one. Always had that fiery temper, you know. Call it a cliche, call it a coincidence, but it seems like our our outward hues are inherently tied to who we are. He's certainly a powerful one at that. Gifted in uh, destruction, conquest. Mm -hmm. It's always a bit irrational, if you ask me. But he certainly was good at getting things done. Although, he was never very subtle about doing it. (laughs) Can I also ask, are you all actually siblings? Or... If you're asking in the traditional sense, we were not born. We have no mother, no father, unless you would call the three as our... uh, I don't know, some weird nuclear family. I I, I don't like to think of it that way. (laughs) Octavia laughs. Oh, man. And did any of you ever have... Children? Baby? I, I don't know if you call baby dragons children or baby well, dragons. Baby ba- dragons. <laughs> baby dragons, we little dragon folk. Again, not in the sense that you're asking. Again, as we all considered each other brothers and sisters, it was kind of gross. Weird. <laughs> However, as you have seen, our descendants in spirit, if you will, do still exist. So you five there were only five of the colored, right? Correct. Okay. So you five are truly the only five to have ever existed. Yes. Is that really lonely? It's all I've ever known. I never felt 
slowly. Now, granted, there were ten of us in total, if you count the others. But from my understanding, <laughs> there was a schism between. There was a misunderstanding, yes. But we had many fruitful years before that point. Do you miss the other five? The metallic? I miss... Yes, you could say that I do. I don't think you can quite comprehend how isolating it can be to sit alone in a dusty old chamber for hundreds of years on end. No, I can't. So I am eager for our reunion. Will you be... If you met one of the other five... I mean, I don't know if they are still alive, of course... The rumors differ, but would there be conflict between you and them? Oh, I don't think so. Not at first, anyway. I Time think is we're the all in. Of all wounds, eh? I think we're all in similar situations. If the rest of them are imprisoned as I was, then I'm sure we would. They would all be leaping at the chance to be free of their bondage. I meant, I meant the metallic, not the other chromatic. Oh. Oh, them. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, oh. That's why I said other five. I, I always mix up. I always mix up chromatic and metallic, so I'm very mm. trying to be careful <laughs> not to, like, say the wrong thing. Well, I'm sure grudges would still exist. They're still probably brooding over the fact that they lost in the end. So, potentially. Fulmis, I don't know why El Absalon called me to find you. I told you why, because he needs me. From what I've gathered, these orcs, as you know them, are rampaging across Absalon's creation. And apparently, he's either incapable or... Unwilling to step in and fix things himself. So? Well, I doubt that it is a matter of capability, because, again, gods. Well, then. But. Why? Why am I here? Ask yourself that. Well. If you could step in and sweep away these hordes and save your little civilizations, why hasn't he yet? Why haven't the three yet? It could be a matter of means, because if he created you, and if he created me, and through you and through me, Absalon rectifies the imbalance that has come upon Moir, then by extension can't you say that he actually has stepped in and saved the world? You can think of it that way if you wish, but it's all a matter if of we end up saving the world, as you say it, that credit goes to me. I don't know if we'll save the world, Fulmis. I don't know what else I am being called to do. All I know is that I was called from a comfortable life, as comfortable as it could be in the midst of war, with a family that I loved and to f call to find you. And you and I are very different. And you and I have experiences that are far different, and I cannot deny that you have knowledge and power that is... I can't even imagine or elucidate. But I know a few things. And one of the few things I do know that I was called to you. And this is an extrapolation of that knowledge. But I do believe that we are supposed to... I don't really want to say team up. <laughs> but at least be in conversation with each other. Um, and I am hesitant to trust you because of because of history. But I also don't think that the past can 
purely define a person's future. Or or a dragon's future. You don't consider me a person? <laughs> I That's don't offensive. want I didn't want to assume, ma'am. Just wanted to give you your own dragon ship. If I could be considered a dragon, it kinda seems like a, a tier above personhood from my understanding, but <laughs> I think you're conflating personhood with humanity, but But in any case, um I'm wanting this relationship to I wanna I want to converse with you and I want to have this not be an antagonistic relationship because that seems counter to what I was called here by Absalon to do. I'll help you, Octavia. I had a brief brush with that crag while the two of you were struggling over my soul, and I think I like you a little bit better. I was never drawn to the brutes. What was he like? Oh, I'm sure you know just as well as I. But I don't think even we will be able to do this alone. Because if he came for me, he's coming for them too. Mm -hmm. And if you want to beat him, you're going to have to get to them first. And you think that you can find them? Or help me find them? Oh, I I can find them. It will take some time. But I will find them. So yes, I I will help you. And hopefully they will help you as well. I will need you. Because these petty squabbles between you and the elves and the humans and the dwarves and the orcs and all of that... That doesn't interest me. That doesn't interest us. We just like to... We'd like to reclaim some of what we once had. So yes, I'll help you. I'll get them to help you. But in the end, I think you're going to have to help me too. I I have to ask, would my helping you mean a lot of other two-legged folks like I would die again? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) You inspire such confidence, ma'am. But... My first priority is getting out of this belt, Octavia. Well... I'll give you my power to do with what you need to do. But once your little quest is over, I am not a servant. Agreed. I don't think anyone, even a being who's made inanimate, should have to do that against her will, so... Agreed. And Octavia will, like, stick out her hand to shake. Uh, Fulmis will unfurl one of her massive front legs and mm-hmm. sort of extend a, a claw yes. out. Yes! Yes! And Octavia will shake it. That's all I wanted. I wanted her to shake one talon that's, like, basically the size of her entire, <laughs> like, arm. After the shake, she says, as I said, it will take some time. Enjoy the power, Octavia, and I will let you know when I find one of them. But it would be best not to interrupt me until that point. Thank you for speaking candidly with me, or seeming to do so. Mm. I appreciate it. I'm really not as bad as you make me out to be. Well, I look forward to having us get to know each other better. And I may be not so puny and insignificant and as maybe you think. We shall see. Farewell. And she stands up, stretches, and uh, turns around and walks back into the darkness. And after a moment, it all sort of recedes again mm-hmm. and you find yourself back in your little nook in these forests. With Carhoon standing close by. Oh, man. So I'll say the night passes. Okay. Unless you want to do anything else. 
No, um, unless I need to uh, cast any additional healing on us in case the in case the full night's rest doesn't fully. Um, no, you're back. Okay. Hit points, spell slots, abilities. You All right. Half of your expended uh, hit dies. Right. And right. so yeah, morning comes, and as you guys are popping some rations, uh, Carhoon turns to you and says. So what's the, what's the next play? Where do we go from here? Uh, Fulmi seems to be able to have the ability to sense where the other Dragon Soul artifacts are. Um, however, she, she can't tell where they are quite yet. Um, she kind of sees them like as pings on the horizon type of thing, but doesn't have any greater location beacon on them. Um, she said that she needed some time. So I don't know if we should go east or west, north or south, um, because obviously there's there's an object with Crag, but I don't. I still don't think that we have the power to defeat him. Yeah, I, I don't want to face that guy again for <laughs> quite some time until we're loaded up with like super magical vorpal swords and jazz like that. I, I would agree if I'd be like, you know, maybe like 15 more Asimar, uh maybe maybe actually Karastus and his deva form could like come along with us. I feel like I'd be a little bit more comfortable to face him. <laughs> so I don't know if it's if it's to be a waiting game until Fulmis can seem to get a better bead on one of her siblings. Maybe we should seek out the grot and find a place here kind of I mean, it's actually perfect here in Absalon's tail. We're in the middle of the continent, which if we need to pop east or west or north or south, we're kind of in an I mean, currently we're so far north, but if we need to go in any direction, we're kind of in an excellent place to head out. I suppose we could lend a hand in their efforts while we while we wait. Exactly. I think I'll get a bit antsy uh, if we're ex- just sitting yeah. around, not doing anything. So if we seek them out and see if, I don't know, Fumis didn't say exactly, she didn't couldn't say how long it would take her um, to be able to to locate uh, another one. And again, this is just going off of what she said. I've, I've heard nothing from Crastus. I, this is only going off of the assumption that her word is something that we were supposed to be led to. So I would think to, to sound the horn to to find a member of the grot to come to come seek us out because I don't think we could find their camps on our own. They're so well hidden. I think that sounds like as good an idea as any. Alright, and so Octavio will take out the grot horn that she got from Owlbear and mm-hmm. will uh, put it to her lips and give it a give it a ring. Give it a sound. <laughs> I was just about to be like, burr, burr. <laughs> but then you you preempted me. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right. So you blow the horn. It mm-hmm. echoes throughout these mountains, and you're probably just gonna have to sit tight and wait mm-hmm. to see if uh, somebody shows up. So, while you do that, I will say that as you wake up, going about your stuff, you're, you're talking to Carhoon, you're, you blow this horn, you feel empowered by this belt, mm-hmm. but you also feel empowered because you just hit level five! Yes! 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 Five level, baby! Ah, yes! I was wondering! <laughs> yes! Woot, woot, woot! And we'll pick up there next. Oh, uh, man! I wanted to see more grot pe- 
people, more crop folks, because they're literally the best. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is to share us with your friends. So tell your D&D group about us, your Pathfinder group about us, your colleagues about us, your boss. You know, at your mid-year review when they're asking about the things that you like to listen to, you're like, this cool podcast called Me, My Spouse, and I. And they might be confused, but make them a believer. And so just tell anyone you know who you think might be interested in our story. If you want to get in touch with us, please send us a message at me, my spouse, and die at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media. Our handle on Instagram and Twitter is at and a die podcast. And we always try to get in touch with all the people who send us messages. Catch y'all next week. 